Welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm the founder, Ben Smith, and we're excited to bring to you part two with Shea Mullins, previous captain of the lacrosse team at West Point. And in this episode, Shea will go into depth on the most important characteristics of a captain, his definition of leadership, and the importance of sacrifice and leading by example as team captain. I hope you enjoy. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. captains you've experienced firsthand and why yes the two guys i'm going to talk about is matt Mezzer and then john glover so matt Mezzer is a guy that uh um he's a guy that kind of always did the right thing and he's also good at everything right those those people are hard to come by um and he was a guy that everyone wanted to kind of be around right um especially as a young guy he was a senior when i was a freshman he was a guy that a lot of people looked up to for advice and stuff like that right so he was really good in the weight room he was good at lacrosse he uh he was good school. He was good at all the military stuff. You know, he's really a nice guy, um, but he held guys accountable still, right? So for me, he was just a really balanced leader, um, who in all aspects of life you you could look to. You know, I think comes out he was just very very intelligent. Um, that's one guy that really stood out to me, man. He was just he was just good at a lot of things, um, and he was a guy that people wanted to be around. He wasn't like cocky or anything like that. He was just really confident in what he did. And uh, and he just held himself in a really good way, I thought. And then John Glesner. So John Glesner probably turned the program. I mean, he brought the program pretty far. I mean, that guy was uh, just a stud, right? So, yeah, he's probably born with, like, a lot of good genetics and stuff. But that dude had a, a work ethic that was that was unbelievable. Um, I think uh, Coach A talked about, like, how he bought a spotlight and brought it into the, our Foley Center, which is our indoor, um, indoor arena. And he would take all these balls – and he put a spotlight on the goal because the lights would be off because it'd be so late at night, and he would just shoot balls until you know, until he got exhausted. Man, you don't you don't see that. And that guy, he was pretty. I think he was pretty skinny. I mean, he's pretty so pretty big guy, big frame. But you know, he wasn't the the strongest dude. I think he was freshman year, and that guy got in the warrior room. That dude became the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. Um, dissected film very intelligently. Um, understood how to beat teams, how to adjust teams. Um, emphasize scout team, made those guys go hard because the scout team is way more important than people understand. Without a good scout team, you're not going to have a good team. Um, he held everyone accountable. He was the guy that going to practice, and and he he was, like, angry to win. You know what I mean? They do, did not want to lose. So he made everyone better. That guy, he stood out to me. Um, I mean, he's probably one of the – he's the best athlete, um, and that's not just, like, athletically, but that's, like, everything else. Um, film and all that stuff. He's he's the best athlete I've ever uh, been around in my life. So he's another guy that really stands out to me. Yeah, those are two two great picks. Probably close second and or uh, third and fourth picks for me during yeah. my time after. Okay. Matt yeah. Matt Meser being really close um, in leadership type to Nick Isnardi. I think you would yep. have been, um, guys that didn't exactly play a whole lot throughout their time, but they're just their impact on the team was just so disproportionate to the amount of time they played. Oh yeah. 
just, and they're just so tough. They're just tough. Yeah, it's the, it's the toughness, and they really did embody the the West Point lacrosse team and and what Coach A preached, and just the blue collar, hard nose. Yep. Um, day in and day out, and then John, obviously, for those that you don't, for those of you who don't know about John, John was a, a two or three year Tourton uh, finalist. Um, the Tourton is the Heisman Trophy of lacrosse. So for for someone to do that two, three years in a row um, as a finalist is is pretty impressive. And I think personally for me, he was the best lacrosse player skill-wise and athletic-wise that I played with firsthand or on the same team with. Um, and like you said, a really important thing is sometimes your captain is the best player and sometimes he's not. But, but when he is the best player on your team, like John, um, it it's even more impressive from a leadership standpoint where that person is also the hardest worker on your team. Mm-hmm, and I think, I think that's something John shared with, with Brendan Buckley. Um, I told a story about how freshman year I was playing as Will Manny from, from Massachusetts yep. and Buck had already watched so much film that he basically told me what I was doing wrong as Will Manny. And he had me to step by step yeah. exactly what Will would do in the game. No. Nope. John, I know, is the same exact way on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. Where he would tell the scout team defense exactly what they needed to do and where they needed to be um, in order to mimic that other defense. And and the spotlight story is, is a great one. Um, it's just so funny. Um, but also just the importance of, of hard work, even when you're already the best player on the field, there's no reason why you can't get better and be that example for everyone else on your team. Yep to be at that level. Cause if you're doing it and you're already the best, that means at a minimum, everybody else should be doing the same thing that you're doing. Absolutely. Those are, those are two great choices and I, I couldn't agree more with them. Um, moving on. I, I think we already hit um, a time of conflict or crisis, but is there any other time of conflict or crisis that, that we experienced on the team and that either you or one of the other captains or team leaders handled mm-hmm. um, and what went well and how you guys impacted the team? Yeah, I mean, I think those the the two big ones. I thought for me, the two base ones was the the kind of off the field issues, our junior and senior, and then mm-hmm. um, and then that that Navy game. Other than that, man, honestly, I think it's a lot of. I don't think there's anything that noteworthy. To be honest with you, I think it's just like a lot of things that a lot of teams deal with. Uh, you know, guys having problems academically. Um, it's like minor things. Um, just like kind of growing pain stuff that every team's going to deal with. It's always yeah. the team you're on because you got to know the personality of the team and how they operate. Like, we're going to be different from probably a Ivy League school. Um, yeah, I agree. Ivy League schools, but, like, yeah, I think we're, we're just a little bit different. So, yeah. like, the way you go about things is going to be unique to your situation. Yeah, I think one of the good things over the years that, that all the captains did each year was, um, you know, the team dynamic doesn't change a whole lot year to year for us. But I think one of the good things that they always did was understanding uh, the culture that we had on the team uh, and understanding the stuff that because of that culture is going to fall a little bit behind, but ensuring that there were, there was always someone to fill that gap, whether it be one of the captains or another upperclassman, uh-huh. um, to make sure that those gaps were being filled and we weren't falling behind to the, to the point where it would impact us off the, or impact us on the field with yep. off the field issues. Yep. Absolutely. I guess the last, last piece for the experience part, mm-hmm. what advice would you give fellow captains today? or those aspiring to develop their leadership skills to become a captain? Yeah. So um, there's three, 
So the first thing I would say is you got to be authentic, right? Uh, especially on like a lacrosse team. I think guys will probably call you out, right? If you're being, if you're that corny, corny cat, like, all right, come on, you know what I mean? Like, dude, shut the f up, you know. I think you got to be authentic, right? You got to find your style. If you're quiet, you're quiet. If you're vocal, you're vocal. Um, and then I think the, the next big thing, um, develop uh, leadership skills and stuff like that. Um, you got to, like, learn. You got to learn from other people, right? So, like, a lot of people have done this. Um, it's 2018, man. You can do whatever, whatever you want. You got a cell phone or a computer. You can learn anything. Um, you know, you learn like you're like a, for example, a Tim Ferriss podcast and, uh, you can learn from literally anybody from powerlifters to politicians to tech leaders in Silicon Valley. You can see how guys are already done it. Right. Um, cause the answer is probably out there a lot of the time. So you can constantly grow and get better all the time. Right. You can literally in your free time, you can sit there and play video games, which totally is appropriate at certain times, or you continue to get better. Um, so you got to take advantage of every single opportunity you get to get better. Um, because at some point it ends, right? So after our last game, we played Notre Dame, uh, it was over, right? I've never experienced anything like even close to playing college across, like nothing even close. Um, so like you got to maximize the time you have when you're there. Cause I mean, this shit is, is really important. Um, for a lot of guys, like this is kind of the, a, a really good memories you're gonna have for a long time. So if you don't give it your all, man, you're it's it's kind of it's kind of a disgrace, man, because this opportunity is so unique, and it's uh, it's so important in my opinion that dude, you just got you just gotta put in the work, man. You just have to gotta get intelligent about it. Um, just learn. There's so many fucking smart people out there. They've done it all. Just learn what they do. Because um, like I said, the answer's probably out there already. So that, that's the advice I give, man, is, is don't be soft and, and take advantage of your time. When you think you're tired, you probably still got 60% left in the tank. It's just like you're going to pass out before, uh, before you die. You're not going to die. You're never going to be that tired. So just keep working hard, man. That's, that's what I think. And don't be soft. Don't be one of those soft guys, man. Being nowadays so soft, it pisses me off. Like, man, you got to be a tough guy. You want to be a leader, man. It's, it's hard. You got to be tough. You got to be a guy that does everything the hardest in the weight room, running, lacrosse. You have to be a guy that always goes above and beyond. And it's hard, but no one cares. That, that's just what I would say to, to guys. I love it. Yeah, uh, definitely one of my favorite quotes that I always say. Uh, you're going to pass out before you die. You're not going to die working out. You're not going to die giving it your all. You're yeah. Out first. Um, and the other great quote you just said right there is, uh, nobody cares. That was one that Coach A always said. Yep. It's 10 degrees in Mikey and you got spit frozen to your face and your face mask. Uh, UMass doesn't care. No, they don't. Whoever you're going up against doesn't care. They might be in a heated building on turf. We're out there in the snow, but guess what? At the end of the day, when the game day comes, nobody cares. But I think one of the really important things you hit was that authenticity as a captain. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned before with Coach A, like, hey, guys, your peers, your subordinates, your your leaders, people can tell when you're not authentic. Oh, yeah. If you're not authentic, no one is going to lead you because they think you're, you're lying in, in a sense. Yeah, um, it comes back to one of the tenets of leadership that we preach at the captain's coach is that leadership is expression. And it's really important to develop your authentic leadership and understanding how you express your leadership and making sure that it is something authentic and not something fake or phony just to, to fit the bill of what you think a captain mm-hmm. should be. And on top of that, 
the the day in and day out hard work, the toughness, doing everything the hard way, yep. the hardest way possible, being that example, and then on top of it, continually learning, developing, reading, listening, finding a mentor, anything. Like you said, there are so many resources out there today. Especially, I mean, as we're saying this, the, the, this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going in the right direction as a captain. Yep. Um, and being able to take all those lessons learned and, and going from the, the, um, the intake of everything mm-hmm. and being able to create something with all of that. So taking that knowledge, taking that, that development, taking that training and being able to express it in an authentic way and coming up with your own way of doing it. So I think those are the, some great pieces of advice that that captains would be would be a hundred percent will continue to get better if they follow those those pieces of advice. Yeah. Continuing forward more to the conceptual side mm. uh, of leadership, what is your definition of leadership? Yeah, my definition definition of leadership is is you're a guy that so it's really basic concept, and the more it goes into it, but in one word and one one sentence answer is be you're the guy that gets uh, a group of people to focus their efforts to achieve a, a, to achieve a goal. Um, that's what I think my, that that's my definition of leadership. Now there's more that goes into it, but that's, that's my, uh, my quick, my quick answer. Yeah. That, that's really similar to the answer that I gave Ben. And I mm-hmm. think with that, what that really comes down to is influence. Yeah. Uh, again, another tenet of leadership at the captain's coach is Leadership is influence, nothing yeah. more, nothing less. Um, that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's your ability to influence other people to reach a common goal. And, and like you said, all those other things come into it, the, the expression, the, the, the concepts, the skills, everything that goes into it. But at the end of the day, it really is the, the practice and ability to influence others to achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a great answer and something that everyone can agree on in terms of, in terms of the definition of leadership. Um, to go along with the definition, what do you think the two biggest responsibilities uh, are that a team captain has at any level? Yeah, so the two biggest responsibilities is is when you're when you're in a leadership position, um, it's not about you; um, it's about the team. So a lot of times you kind of have to sacrifice your time, um, maybe some of your personal goals, stuff like that, for the for the betterment of the team, uh, which I think some guys sometimes struggle with. Um, but yeah, it's not about you anymore, man. It's about the team. You got to do what's good for the team. And then the second biggest responsibility, which is a really tough one for younger guys, is really tough for me. The spotlight's always on, man. Everyone's always watching you no matter what. Freshmen are always looking at how you conduct yourself off the field, how you do in the classroom, uh, how you do in the weight room, how you do in footwork, how you do on sprints. Do you, uh, do you put your hands on your hips? Do you feel sorry for yourself? Do you complain? Um, all that stuff matters because everyone's always watching you and what you do, like all, all the things you do that are negative, it's going to, uh, it's going to matter, right? It's going to trickle down to the young guys. So, um, yeah, I'd say those are the two biggest responsibilities of a leader. Yeah. Those, those fit right in with another two tenets of leadership Mm -hmm. at the captain's coach. Um, the, the first part you say, you know, being able to sacrifice and put the team before yourself. Uh, the, the tenet that goes along with that is leadership is a service. Uh, yep. You got to be a servant leader, something that's, it's become a little bit of a cliche. Yeah. Understanding that you have to make sacrifices as an individual to better your team. Um, uh, among the top two biggest responsibilities you have as team captain. And the second thing you mentioned was eyes are on you at all times. There's always a spotlight. You literally are the example for your team. 
yep. and it goes along with the very first tenet of leadership we preach uh, that everything rises and falls with leadership that that a a team full of wolves led by a sheep will always lose to a team full of sheep led by a wolf so yep. it doesn't matter how skilled or how great or or the resources that you have if you have a leader on your team that that falls short in some way or another um, day in and day out, they will lose to the underdog that's led by, led by an alpha, led by someone who, who fits the bill in terms of a captain that is doing everything right because okay. everything rises and falls with leadership. So it's really important to understand that as a captain, um, everything rises and falls with you and what you do. Um, yeah. So a great answer for the two biggest responsibilities. Last two questions for you, Shay, before I let you go. Um, what is your favorite book on leadership? Yeah. So funny funny what so what you just talked about is exactly what i'm talking about here right so you're talking about that you gotta have a tough dude to be your leader right you can't be a sheep right so kind of corny because we're in the army so it is what it is man but uh jocko uh, i don't even know how to say his last name yeah it's like well Nick, jocko willink yeah 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 so his book extreme ownership extreme ownership um, yep yeah so one of the stories he talks about right is how um when they're when they're at buds one of the one of the I don't know what they call them, platoon leaders, team leaders, whatever it is. Um, one of the teams was doing really bad, right? They were the worst. And then one of the teams was doing really well. So what they did to see what they're doing a little experiment, they took the leader from the, the, the top team, they put him on the worst team, they took a leader from the worst team and put him on the top team. Um, and what happened was the teams flip-flopped. So the yeah. worst team became the best team, and the best team became the worst team, man. So that's uh, – so for me, that's important because leadership – it show it's proven, man. This isn't a joke. It's it's real. You know, all the data's in. Leadership really matters, right? Yeah. Um, ties into another book I like, Good to Great, um, by uh, by Jim Collins. Um, wh- what he talks about, man, is is the top companies in the world. They pick their they pick their people first. They don't pick technology first. They don't pick the right systems first. They don't yeah. pick whatever. They pick the people first. People matter. You can't replace people. You can't. There's a human factor in everything, man. And it's the most important part of any, of any good organization, man, is people. So, yeah, that's what I got for that. Yeah, those are two great ones. Uh, another one to go along with extreme ownership. Uh, I, I just started listening to uh, Jocko's second book, The Dichotomy of Leadership. And yeah, just a follow-on to extreme, extreme ownership, but also a great listen. Um, one of the interesting things about Good to Great with Colin saying that you pick the people first. Yep. Um, for coaches, something that, that goes along with that is – the importance to develop or come up with the idea of what kind of culture you want to have and come up with a a strategy to recruit or put people in positions that enhances that culture. But um, we could keep going on and on about that. But uh, last question, I know I've taken up a a good amount of your time already, Shay, but what is your, what is your favorite quote about leadership? Um, Yeah. So I really don't have a favorite specific quote. I think it's probably just a saying, and I think it's coach A saying, I just like nobody cares, man. I really do enjoy that. That's uh, that's kind of awesome. Love um, it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, dude, I know I'm not supposed to curse on this podcast, but like at the end of the day, man, if you're a leader uh, and you feel sorry for yourself, then f- you, man, because that, because like, dude, it's a privilege, man. You like, you don't just you're not given this, right? So it's not about you, dude. You can't be soft. You gotta be smart about what you do, and it matters, right? If you want to win, man, it, a lot of it's gonna be on, on the leaders, right? Senior leaders, whatever it is. So. Yeah, so my, my favorite quote is nobody cares, man. I, I like that. Love it. Love it, Shay. All right. 
it's great having you on, buddy. Uh, hope to see you sometime in the, in the near future, maybe over the Christmas holiday, and, and maybe get you on this podcast again. But thanks again to Shay Mullins. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.